as I mentioned, a big part of our DNA as a church is church planting. Uh, and many of you know that, but some of you who are newer to who we are know that we at one time were a church plant uh, back in 2009 as we started our weekly gatherings. And then as we were, we were going and getting started, we always had it within us to see multiplication take place, not just with disciples being made, which is a big part of that, of course, but also to see new works established and to see God show up through those who would sense themselves as being called to the work of starting a new church, church planning, reaching and impacting the community. And one of those people is our friend Wilson Tuero. And Wilson and his family have a real heart and passion to reach the Hispanic community, and specifically in Easton, where they reside. And so I'm honored to have them here with us today to share a bit of what God's doing, but also to bring forth the word today. And before we jump into that, I just want to pray a blessing over Wilson, uh, that the spirit uh, would go before him and that we would be attuned and attentive to the ways in which God may be trying to work in our lives, because we never just gather to hear the word alone. Right? We don't want to just be hearers of the word. We want to be doers of the word. Amen? Amen? And so we want to make sure that we have ears to hear and a spirit that's willing and ready to say yes. Amen. Yes. So let me pray for Wilson. Father, right now, I just thank you so much for this time together. I thank you for my brother Wilson. I thank you for his life. I thank you for his passion for you, Jesus, for the community that you've put him in, for his family. Lord, I just pray right now even as we think about the things that you're doing in his life and the ways that you're working in our community, um, Lord, we would just get a sense and get a glimpse even today of your goodness and of your kindness and of your truth and of your grace leading us forward. And so I just pray uh, that the words that Wilson speaks uh, would be words um, that are in step with what you, Spirit, have for him to say this day. And Lord, I pray that we would have hearts that are open and obedient to what it is you're asking of us. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give it up for Wilson. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Uh, it's for me an honor and a great blessing to be among, uh, uh, among you guys today, this morning. And I just want to share something. Um, I brought this Bible. Um, this is a Bible study, uh, the Tony Evans Study Bible. Uh, this Bible is a gift, uh, Pastor Jason Teal. Pastor Jason Teal from the pa uh, First Baptist Church of Barnesville in Georgia. He gave it to me last year. Uh, it has a, a special meaning for me because uh, in, in Pastor Jason's church was the first time that I preached in English. Yes, that was the first time, you know. And then the second time was in the same church, the same day, in the next service. That was my second time. But don't worry, don't worry. This is my first time, my third time <laughs> preaching in English, okay? <laughs> Amen. And um, I was born in Bolivia. I came to United States when I was 22 years old uh, with a call from God. Um, I grew up in church always preaching, always teaching. I, w I, am, uh, I was the worship leader. And now we are planting a church here in Pennsylvania. And we are so excited for God's provision because um, we have been so blessed connecting with Pastor jo Joe and 
Riverbend Community Church. This is an amazing church, uh, amazing leadership, uh, always working in the community. And what happened in this community right now is the demographic. Now there is uh, Hispanics, uh, a lot of Hispanics in, in, in this area. So that is the reason I'm here now <laughs> in, 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 in Riverbend because um, we need to reach uh, other cultures, other people, and we are reaching the Hispanic uh, community. Amen? So um, I just want to uh, introduce uh, a friend of mine, uh, Pastor uh, Salvador, Salvador um, and his, his wife, uh, Juana. Uh, if you can stand up a little bit. Amen. Now, their testimony, it's, it's so amazing because they, 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 are, they are a pastor in Dominican Republic, and God told him to leave the church in Dominican Republic uh, and, and come to United States, and God called him to Allentown to preach the gospel and plant a church. Uh, and what amazed me is that they are over 65 years old. And, and it's like start all over again. But he said, I have no problem. I need to obey God, and I need to do his will. So they are here, and, and they don't speak too much English. I'm, I mean, uh, not like the fluent I speak. And they have been a great blessing. We're praying for them, too, and encourage them. Uh, they are a nice couple, and God is doing uh, amazing Things right now, he God opened a door for him to work in the uh, Hispanic community in Allentown, and there is a place called um, Casa Guadalupe. Casa Guadalupe. How many are familiar with Casa Guadalupe? Amen. Praise the Lord. So they 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 were praying for a job. They were uh, praying to do something for their income. They are by vocational, as me. And, and God opened that door in Casa Guadalupe. So they're working there in the mornings uh, and reaching out the Hispanic community and helping them. Amen? And the most important thing is giving them the word of God and, and reaching them. Amen? So I want you to pray for Salvador and his uh, wife, Juana, because uh, they, they, they are really challenged in this uh, place, in this community of Allentown. Uh, and they are a great blessing. Amen? So how many of you want to pray for Salvador? Amen. And his, and his wife. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Salvador, for coming. They already have a service on Sundays, no? And the name of the church is uh, Libertad. Liberty, no? Iglesia Libertad. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God is doing great things in this area. Uh, of Pennsylvania, but I am really, really honored and really blessed because of uh, Riverbend Community Church. This church is um, a church that is impacting this community, and their 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 um, vision, uh, th their vision is the kingdom, kingdom vision. They don't mind if they speak Spanish, Portuguese, uh, France, uh, French. They just want the kingdom of God to expand. They, want, they just want to reach out the community with the message of the gospel. And, and they are doing it. They are doing it. Amen? And, and, and Riverbend is the one that sent me to 
First Baptist Church of Barnesville in Georgia last year and throw me over there and then you're going to preach over there. <laughs> but it was a great blessing. Um, we, serve, we serve in the kingdom of God. Amen? And the message today is going to be about the kingdom of God. But before going into the message, I just want to show the first slide. Amen? And uh, I want you to pray for Misión Vida. That's the name of of the church that we're planting in Easton, Mission Vida, which translates uh, Life Mission. That's the name, Life Mission. Amen? Mission Vida. And the purpose of the church is to reach the Hispanics, the Hispanics with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And that is the verse that we use, John 17, 3. Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Amen? So, Mission Vida, that is the name. I want you to pray. And God is opening a door also in Bolivia. Um, we want, there is, a, a, there is kids in Santa Cruz, Bolivia, that we're praying because they, we want to open also a mission in Bolivia and help those kids with um, food, uh, education, so I want you just to pray for that because God is opening that door also. Amen? And the next um, slide is this beautiful family that God gave me. Amen? Um, uh, we are married for uh, 17 years already. Um, I met my wife, Flor, in New York, in the church that we used to go over there in New York. We met in 2004. Then in 2006, we got married. Then in 2008, Brianna came to this world. Great blessing. In 2012, Gabriela came to this world. Amen. And 2014, Caleb came and to be part of this family, the Tuero family. Amen. So I'm thankful to God because they have been a great support. They have been a great help. And we want just to obey God. They just want to do God's will. Amen? And we are here in, 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 Pensil in Pennsylvania for almost five years, uh, six years already. And we planted a church in New Jersey, um, Freehold, New Jersey, right in the middle of COVID. Uh, <laughs> we were planting there, and we planted the church, and we left a, a pastor over there, and then God opened the door here in in Pennsylvania, in Allentown, and God connected me with Pastor Joe and this wonderful church. Amen? Let's give God a clap of hands because he's good, he's faithful all the time. Now, we have been um, doing the Bible study. We've started uh, Love Has Won. Love Has Won. Uh, this series we started in April, no? And great teachings, uh, studying the book of John, and we're going to read John chapter 18. Um, we already um, went through uh, different verses of chapter 18 of John, and let's go to the next slide, yes. Um, let's uh, open our Bibles in John chapter 18, verse 29. We're going to read from the verse 20. I'm sorry, uh, John chapter 18, verse 28. We're going to read from um, 28 
through the verse 40. Amen. Two weeks ago, um, Pastor Joe was preaching about the uh, Peter, the denial uh, of Peter. Pastor Chris also was preaching um, different verses of this chapter. And now it's my turn. <laughs> now it's my turn with this uh, part of, of, of chapter 18. So I just want you to stand up for the purpose of uh, the reverence to the Word of God, but also for your blood circulation. <laughs> Amen. Um, and let's, uh, let's read. Um, then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They did not enter the headquarters themselves, otherwise they would be def defiled and unable to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said, <clears throat> What charge do you bring against these men? Verse 30, They answered him, If these men weren't a criminal, we wouldn't have handled, handed him over to you. Pilate told them, you take him and judge him according to your law. It's not legal for us to put anyone to death, the Jewish declared. Verse 32. They said this so that Jesus' words might be fulfilled, indicating what kind of death he was going to die. Then Pilate went back into the headquarters, summoned Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own, or you have others told you about me? 35. I'm not a Jewess, am I? Pilate replied, Your own nation and the chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? Verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were to were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to you to, to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Verse 37. You are a king then? Pilate asked. You say that I am a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this, and I have come into this world for this, to testify the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Verse 38, what is truth, said Pilate. After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again, again and told them, I find no grounds for charging him. Verse 39, you have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? The king of the Jews? Verse 40. They shouted back, not this man, but now this is a hard word for me. <laughs> Barabbas. Amen. In Spanish it's Barabbas. <laughs> Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a revolutionary. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. 
and thank you for this time that we come together to read your word, to listen your voice, and to have what the Holy Spirit has for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may, you may sit. And I, I, I call this, this passage, the kingdom of God is above all kings, all kingdoms. There is no other kingdom like the kingdom of God. And that is the kingdom that God has called us to be. You and me belong to the kingdom of God. Amen? So this kingdom is above everything, above the religion and the traditions. That is the beauty of this. I learned in verse 28, right in the beginning, it says that the Pharisees, the high priests, they did not enter the headquarters themselves. Otherwise, they would be defiled and unable to eat at the Passover. It's very interesting. The religious leaders, they wanted to kill Jesus. They accused him falsely. They felt threatened by him. Sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, the religion that people create, it's something that is blocking for people to come to God. And that is what we see in this scene. It's so funny because the, the, the Jewish were about to start the Passover, a big feast, a big um, fest. The Passover, everybody knows that they remember when God took them out of Egypt from slavery. And they were ready to celebrate the Passover. But because the Pilate, it was a uh, uncircumcised, they were not, they were not allowed to go into the courtyard. They were not allowed to go inside the court. They don't want to be unclean out exteriorly, outside. You see? This is what I see here. It's very clear and it's so interesting. The next slide. Um, it says, uh, then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. We can see in John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verse 47 and 48, show us what was in, in reality what they, their intentions. They felt threatened by Jesus. And we can read John chapter 11, verse 47 and 48. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? They asked. Here is this man, Jesus, performing many signs. If we let him go on, if we let him go on like this, Everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. It's amazing. We can see the envy of these people. And they were the leaders, the religious leaders. They were supposed to bring the people to 
the light of God. They were supposed to teach the law and how to come to God. But they were far away from that purpose. They were threatened by Jesus. And they wanted to kill him. But they still wanted to celebrate the Passover. They still want to be part of the religion system. And that is one kind of kingdom because there is a lot of authority in the religion system. Amen? And it's not bad. The problem is when there is like too much religion outside, but there is no God presence inside of us. Amen? And that is what we are seeing. We are confronting in this passage that we're reading. So, we, let's go. The, the next, um, number two, the kingdom of God, it's a kingdom above the political and government of this earth. We just saw that the kingdom of God is above the religion system. It's above. And also, we're going to see right now that the kingdom of God is above the political and government of this earth. And we can see it through Pilate. Pilate, Pilate felt threatened by the kingdom of Jesus. The Bible said in John chapter 18, verse 33, Pilate felt threatened. Uh, then Pilate went back into the headquarters, summoned Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And that question is not because he wants to <laughs> serve him. It's not, he's not asking him because he wants to be part of his kingdom. He asked him because he feels threatened for a new king. Remember, he's the governor of Judea. And he is under authority of Caesar. And the Roman Empire was in control of Palestine in Jerusalem. So, so we'll see Pilate feeling a little bit threatened. Wow, a new king, and I didn't know what my superiors are going to say. There is a new king. There is a new threat to our government, to our power, to our authority. And I need to control that. That is the approach that we can see in Pilate. Pontius Pilate was the Roman prefect, the governor of Judea in the year 2636 before Christ, who presided at the trial of Jesus and gave the order of his crucifixion. It's part of the history. We can see it. A whole empire threatened by this Jesus the king of the Jews. Now we can move on and we can see that Jesus revealed to Pilate the supremacy of God's kingdom in the verse 36. When I just read, when I read that, that verse, that verse, like, wow, I said, Lord, thank you for, for, for this truth that impacts so many lives and Give us clarity in the kingdom of God, in our relationship with God. Verse 36 says, my kingdom, Jesus, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, say Jesus. If my kingdom 
where of this world my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Can you say today that we belong to a kingdom that is not from here? Amen? That's why we do what we do. That's why we, we, we travel from North Carolina to Pennsylvania. Other people will travel to Hawaii, to Havana, to other places by the beach, you know. But they come here to serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here today. We're not here just to socialize. We're here to hear the Word of God and say, God, what do you have for me? I'm here. So Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. It doesn't, it's not compromised with a religious system. It's not compromised with a political system. It's not compromised with nothing from this earth. It's above. It goes beyond. Amen? So we continue and we see um, Jesus revealed to Pilate his kingdom. Let's go to the next slide. Pilate did not listen to the voice of Jesus. As you can say in John chapter, one slide before. Okay. Jesus revealed to Pilate that his kingdom is the truth because he is the truth. John chapter 18 verse 37 says, Jesus replied, I was born for this and I have come into the world for this to testify the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, listen to my voice. Amen? You want to read it with me? Let's read it together. Amen? Jesus replied, I was born of the, for this, and I have come into this world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, listen to my voice. But don't be amazed. Don't be surprised if some people, they don't want to listen to the truth. If they don't want to listen to the message, to the gospel. Amen? Because not everybody has ear to hear the message. But those who has the ear to hear, they listen to the message. And they seek the word of God. Amen? Now we can go to the next slide. So Pilate did not listen to the voice of Jesus. Pilate listened to the crowd. He listened to the high priest. He listened to everybody else except Jesus. Sometimes happens. Sometimes our relationship with God, we, sub, sub, we um, submit it to somebody else. If the pastor is good, I go to the church. If the choir is good, I go to the church. If Sometimes we, we don't listen to the voice of God. We listen to other people. And we put our relationship with God depending on other people's performance and not our relationship with God through Jesus. Amen? Sometimes we condition our relationship with God. We don't listen to the voice of God. Pilate has the opportunity to listen to the voice of Jesus because Jesus is the truth. We can go to the next slide. 
the kingdom of God is a kingdom above sin. And that is what Pilate missed. He missed the opportunity. In the verse 38, we read that Pilate asked, what is truth? What is truth? Christ is the truth. Amen. But right now, society, they use that like the truth is relative. It's subject. It could change. Depends how you see the things. You know? Like 50 degree, uh, there is a 50, 50 shades of gray. Have you heard that? 50 shades of gray. Like there is no black and white. Like it's subject. The truth is, is it could change. Nah, it cannot change. It cannot change. And the truth that Jesus was talking about in this verse, we will see it assume that he's talking about something very important. Pilate said, what is true? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again again, and told them, I find no ground for charging him. Pilate did not wait for the answer. He asked, he said to Jesus, what is truth? Remember, he is a politician. Remember, he's a governor. He sees so many things. He sees maybe so many lies. He is used to so many lies and so many uh, corruption that that's why he said, what is true? I don't care about truth. There is no truth for him. Because the environment that he is used to. But the truth was right there in front of him. Because Jesus is the truth. Amen? And where we see this? John chapter 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen? So, he is the truth. And the truth was in front of Pilate. But he missed it. Because he was listening to other people's voice. And not the voice of God. In John chapter 3, verse 22 and 23 says, This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between a Jew and a Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. And that is the truth in front of Pilate. Everybody has sinned. And everybody is short of, for the glory of God. The next uh, slide says, um, John chapter 1 verse 29. And I'm, I'm referring to the book of John because we're studying the book of John. It says, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Who takes away the sin of the world. And that is what we are facing right now. There is no, there is no other person. There is no other kingdom. There is no other religious system. There is no political system that can take the sin away. Because only Jesus can take the sin away. And the sin is the root of all problems. It's the sin. 
We have to, we have to see it. The problem of everything is sin. And there is no system, there is no political party, there is nobody that can take the sin away. Only the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Only the blood of Jesus Christ. Because he is the Lamb of God. And we can see quickly, the time went fast. Um, <laughs> verse 39, you have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at the Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They shouted back, not this man, but... Say it again so I can memorize it. Okay, that one. Barabbas. Barabbas. Because Barabbas was a revolutionary. Barabbas, it's a, it's a fancy word, revolutionary. No, he was against the Romans. He was against the Romans. And we can see here that Pilate asked them, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? And they shouted back, not this man, but Barabbas. And we can see the presentation of the scapegoat. You see, when, 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 when Pilate asked them, asked, asked, the, asked the Jews, do you want me to release you? In this time of the Passover, you have a custom. In this time of the Passover, you always release one uh, criminal. You let him go free. You know where or how or why they do that? Because of Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 6 to 10, it shows us, it says like this, Aaron is to offer the, the ball for, uh, for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. Verse 7, Then he is to take two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. In the verse, the continuing, Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord and sacrifice it for a sin offering. But the goat chosen by Lot as the scapegoat shall be represented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. And that is the reason why in the Passover, the high priest uh, released a criminal, asked to, to the governor of the province to release a criminal as a scapegoat, somebody to go free. But remember, there were two goats. One goat was supposed to be killed and sacrificed and carry all the sins of the other goat. So he can go free. And we see in John chapter 18 why Jesus, why Pilate asking the Jewish, do you want me to release Jesus? And they say, no, we want the other God. <laughs> we want the other person. They rejected Jesus. So 
Something that I want to touch here is in John chapter 18, verse 37. Jesus knew his purpose on this earth. Jesus replied, I was born for this, and I have come into the world for this, to testify the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, listen to my voice. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Jesus knew that he has to sacrifice himself. The next slide. John chapter 10, verse 17, 18. Show us. Jesus said, the reason my father loved me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down for my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my father. He has authority over the death. He has authority to give up his life and take it back again. Nobody else has that authority. Only Jesus Christ. Amen. So he knew what was doing. That's why he said, for this reason I came. I know what I came to do. And I want to ask you something. Do you know what is your purpose? Do you know what is your purpose in this life? As Jesus knew what he came for. Do you know your purpose? Are you doing, if you know your purpose, are you doing what God called you to do? Or you just want to comply with the people? Or you just want to listen to people's opinion and do what people say? Are you listening to the God's voice and doing what God told you to do? That's why the eternal kingdom above all kingdoms. That's why Jesus knew that he has to give his life. That's why he, got, he knew that he has to be the sacrifice. He has to sacrifice his life to give life. And we see in the book of Revelation something amazing that it talks about God's kingdom. Revelation 1, chapter 1, verse 14, 6 says, John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. The ruler of the kings of the earth. He knew who he was. Amen. He knew. Let's continue reading. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom of priests to serve his God and Father. To him be the glory, the power forever and ever. Amen. He is not just the king of kings, but also he made you, he made me a kingdom of priests to serve him in his kingdom. Amen. We are part of his kingdom and we are a priesthood of kings. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Revelation and I want to close with this. Revelation chapter 7. It says, verse 9 and 10. After this I looked, and there, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. A great multitude. Can you imagine a great multitude? 
in the Super Bowl, we'll see like the stadium is packed. We see a lot of people in the stadium watching the Super Bowl or any game. And we see a huge multitude. But this is a greater multitude. We can compare. He says, after this, I look and there were before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, and they were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belong to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen? People from all nations. Hispanic, African American, Asians, Indians. Amen? Anglos. Everywhere. From all nations. That is the kingdom of God. To everyone. To everybody. Amen? To listen to the word of God and receive the salvation. And we, you and I, we are part of this kingdom. Amen? And I want you to stand up again for your blood circulation. And just think, what is your part in the kingdom of God? What part are you taking? What God called you to do? Are you doing it? He is the truth. And we have heard the word of God that he is the truth. He is the life. And he is the only way to the Father. And God is counting with you to take your part in the kingdom of God and fulfill your purpose and your call. Nobody else will do your call and your purpose. So don't miss it. And today is a day that we can reflect, and we can think about that. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for your word, and thank you, Lord, for let us be part of this kingdom, of your kingdom. And thank you, Lord, because you are faithful, you are awesome, and you show us the way. Lord, help us. Help us to serve you. Help us to be part of your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to fulfill your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.